And welcome everybody to What the Hops. I'm Brian and Adam at the Big Ditch fourth anniversary party. Uh, it's a Thursday evening, right in the middle of happy hour, and uh, Gravy's here, as you can hear in the background. So why wouldn't we be here? Hey, and it's about to be. Yeah, it's like fucking 70 degrees out, so everybody's kind of like excited just to be out and about. Uh, probably gonna pour later, which is, you know, par for the course in uh, May in Buffalo. So, but yeah, Big Ditch is over on the corner of Ellicott and East Huron, down right in the thick of the city, right downtown Buffalo. Um, perfect location for kind of pre-game drinks, pre-anything drinks really, or just coming out here and grabbing some dinner because they got a full-scale restaurant and everything. Uh, here for the packet release, um, oh man, probably about 20 episodes ago now yeah, at this point. it's like almost a year ago now. Yeah, the, the, uh, the episode we did with Drinking Points. Like, Big Ditch is kind of, it's kind of like Community Beer Works in a sense where we've had these three breweries. I mean, if you're not counting Flying Bison, I don't know, you're looking at Community Beer Works, Big Ditch, and Resurgence, Yeah, you know, as your top thing. Uh, Resurgence is actually going to have their fifth anniversary in a couple weeks anyhow, too. So they're right there with all this. And... Sometimes it feels like Big Ditch has been open longer than four years. Yeah, you would think, you know, just from the locale and the amount of, you know, publicity that they've had and their distribution and just it's and kind I think, of a destination when you come downtown. There's really nothing in the city per se. I think that's I think that's the key thing too. Like their distro is so huge in this city. I mean, any market, any uh, gas station you walk into, like basically anywhere you want to buy beer, you're going to see a six pack of like Hayburner, you're going to see a six pack of something from that, which, you know, you don't really see that too often with when craft breweries really first start off, so. Yeah, they're, kinda, they're hesitant because, you know, depending on how, how big in size they are, it's tough to to commit to that distribution contract and, and getting your stuff out there and, and the amount of, you know, the amount of stress that's probably involved to produce for for what they're asking for, you know, whether it's Triad or Zerto, um, you know, and the, if you look at this corner five years ago, it was a vacant building, and now it's a, you know, establishment that has, you know, from the looks of it, is, you know, reaping the benefits of, of people coming out to enjoy beer. Um, so it's good for the city. It really, it really is, too. I mean, this is the perfect locale for, like, happy hour or, you know, lunch sure. drinks or anything else, too. I mean, it's right down here. Uh, you work right down in the area, so yeah, yeah, right it's one corner. of those things where it's like you have plenty of businesses and you know thousands of people that come into the city to work in these buildings out here, and they're right here, right in the middle. And we don't really have any other actual brewery that's downtown. Correct. Yeah. You know, like I mean, it's, they're it's all just kind of on the outskirts. Yeah. But this is like the one. Right. It's so. the only one. I mean, you got. 
you know, resurgence is on Niagara Street, and they're moving over to the first ward. Um, CBW is in the west side. Uh, you got Beltline and Buffalo Brewing Company. Yeah, then man's side. out on Elmwood. Yeah, so you know, I mean, so it's like they're all in the little neighborhoods and stuff, but like nothing really downtown, and a lot of it probably has to do with space. And right, I mean, probably rent and price of buildings too. I mean, I mean, you know, that shit ain't cheap. <laughs> so. You gotta think they're killing it you know saber season people are stopping here for a beer or two you know the train station in Felton plaza is a block away so people are coming here they're pre-gaming and they're taking the train they're going down to the key bank center um you know I, I mean from a business perspective probably the owners looking back five years from when they launched into this they're probably doing backflips and, and enjoying themselves because they've they've made it uh, the turnout here is is pretty cool. Um, I mean, you try to go get a beer up at the front bar, and it's a hundred deep um, with all the specialty brews. Yeah, we're, Brian's we're got the, the list in front of them. We're, we're out. We're out of the back bar right now. There's actually three bars in this building. Yeah. So we're, you know, at the one that we're kind of out. Like, I mean, you got gravy here in the back room, so yeah. Yeah, we're we kind of wanted wavy to be with gravy. <laughs> today. I mean, they have a lot of stuff going on today. Um, first and foremost most is they made beer popsicles uh, what started off kind of as like a april fool's joke that they did well ended up becoming reality they ended up making three of them uh they did one with their berry vision so it's kind of like a fruit popsicle like with a puree of fresh fruit a haverner one blended with orange and grapefruit juices and a make me want a stout one which is blended with iced coffee and chocolate oh that sounds good yeah i do i do kind of yeah. feel they're only three bucks too so i definitely yeah. i'm definitely gonna have to hit one of them up get a little sloppy yeah definitely but they also decided to do a hard seltzer today too um they have two of them they have a coconut lime and a strawberry mint oh, cool. so that's really the first in the city to do any kind of hard seltzer yeah um be kind definitely of interesting for the, to see. for the people that you know come into a brewery and, and they're really not keen on the craft beer scene it kind of gives them an option to well even like i mean now you have like the white claw and the trulies uh-huh. and everything else i mean last year really that became a thing and more and more in the beer scene in general you see these kinds of things popping up because i guess the market for them like they're making a shit ton of money seriously yeah really? like that's one of the a bunch of the big beer sites the news sites and stuff they have articles about it all the time on how the profit that some of these breweries and companies are making on their hard seltzers just in general is through the roof sure and oh, like they've been crazy. selling like crazy so like that's one of the trends that everybody's expecting to see jump up more and more i wonder like from a from a perspective of ingredients and you know the amount of cost that, that goes into making it probably isn't that much comparable to making beer um so maybe they're they're making out a little bit more from a you know bottom line perspective for making those um and, and if people are liking them then that's where it you know maybe it's a cash cow you know yeah i mean it's something that people are taking advantage of and i mean it's a nice little refreshing drink in uh yeah for summer, summer for summertime you know? too um i mean for, i mean you know we're, we're pro twisted tea here so oh, we're yeah. gonna oh, yeah. 
We're, you know we're hitting that shit up, but sometimes when you just want something plus, hey, there's nothing that says that you can't take this 3% hard seltzer and throw a shot of fucking vodka or gin or something in it, yeah. man. Oh, you know what I mean? It's almost like a nice little mixer, too. It's already got to get Seriously. you fucking going, you know? Yeah, if you're ready to dance and party. I mean, hey, I do it with, with, with uh, ginger beers all the time. There's actually, there's this one, Nine Pin makes like a ginger like a ginger apple cider that is like it's it's like a hot like that hot ginger feel you know like it's it's spicy sure so like having that by itself it's that's I mean you're talking about heartburn from drinking a sour man (laughs) this thing will fucking kick your ass but you put you you take one of them and you mix it with vodka and just make a Moscow Mule out of that shit man put you over Sure. <laughs> but on top of the seltzers and the popsicles, they also have a bunch of different beers that they uh, decided to release for the anniversary. Um, these are all obviously going to be uh, brewery-only stuff, but they took their berry vision and made a sweet cherry berry vision out of it. So there's double the fruit as the regular berry vision um, with sweet cherries. So they have a elderberry sour lemonade shandy which is their sour wheat beer with elderberry and it's blended with house-made lemonade Uh, double dry hops all citra pale ale a sweeter dreams which is their sweet dreams with honey and chamomile chamomile and uh, make me want to scream their make me want to stout with chipotle, cayenne, vanilla, and nutmeg. Yeah, it sounded, it sounded so tasty. I'm probably going to end up hitting that up as well. Yeah. And to top it all off, they have the FC Session Wheat IPA aged on cedar. No, so, man, that's interesting. You don't really see a lot of cedar. No, I, I mean, everything on this list, I, I feel like I want to hit. So, and joining us is a guest right now. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm uh, Corey Catalano from Big Bitch Brewing Company, <laughs> uh, head brewer, and uh, one of the founders. So, it's a pretty, pretty sweet turnout for your event today. This is, this is impressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is our four-year anniversary party of uh, Tap More and more people come, it's amazing. We see our early adopters, people that were following us before we were even brewing beer. Okay. And uh, and now we got all these people that that know us because uh, a burner or our tap room and restaurant, and it's really just uh, awesome and an exciting time for us right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, we walked in, we we. You know, we're able to kind of connect with Matt ways he was probably running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And he was even a bit, he's like, I, you know, it was like even before five o'clock. So like, I didn't expect it to be this busy. And it was pretty packed. You know, it was already a couple deep at the bar. Um, you know, so he, you know, it's probably a little overwhelming for him too to just see the amount of people that come out to support you guys. Um, you know, it's 70 some odd degrees outside right now, so everybody's kind of crawling out from under the rock to kind of right. enjoy yeah, it's, the weather. It's, be- it's beautiful for Buffalo. Uh, yeah, 74. 
If you know my partner, Matt, at all, seeing him running around like a chicken with his head cut off is not that uncommon, but it's for uh, just cause of the Of course. We, uh, we have uh, a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. So. Sure. But, I mean, so I just tried a, a sip of them, make me want to scream, and it's good. Yeah. It, it's got a nice kick to it, but it's... It's very chipotle, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tasty. That was passing it my way. Uh, Heed yeah. warning if you don't like very, very spicy things, it might not entertain your palate. Like the heat's up front, then mellows out a little bit, yeah. and then like comes back to kick you again. Right. So, yeah, you, guys, you guys clearly <laughs> like hot stuff, much like myself. You get that front burn, that heat. Like Brian said, it kind of mellows out, and then, you know, maybe 10 seconds later, it's back again. Yeah. But it's enough burn to where it's enjoyable, and it's not overwhelming. I don't know if I'd have more than one of these, so. No. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, you know. We call it make me want to scream. Yeah, yeah your, your day tomorrow might be, a, you know, a little yeah. more, a little interesting. <laughs> or, or you may have to pop a couple tubs, you know, to get you through the day. I know I'll be popping one tonight. Yeah, but that's just because we're old, man. You just pour, you just pop it anyways because you're yeah. old and you can't yeah. you can't deal with. More I'm thirty. I'm thirty-four anyway. now, so I you know anything with a little bit of heat kind of you know hits your stomach a little bit harder, you know. Yeah, yeah, of, I'm turning thirty-four this November, and as a brewer, every day I say like, you know, you're getting older because the floor gets further away. <laughs> every time I go to Fendo and pick up a clamp or a gasket, I'm like, that's a little more challenging than it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> We were talking earlier, like the location. We feel that there's really no other brewery downtown. I just remembered that talking with some other guests here while we were kind of off on, on pause. That Pearl Street's kind of the only other brewery that's down here. You know? Yeah, I mean, but even that's, I mean, that's more like Canal Side area too. I mean, it's not like downtown, downtown. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's still. There, I mean, it's there. It's it's closer to like all the like the hockey, the arena, and the and the ballpark and everything else. But I mean, I don't know. Like, we don't have anything other than Big Ditch downtown, in my opinion. You know, when we when we picked this site uh, over five years ago now, um, we we didn't ever you never dream that this area would flourish so quickly. We always knew that that could and would happen. But, um, I mean, we're blessed, we're blessed by the people of Buffalo that embrace uh, our product and our brand and the quality of our beer. And I, I think that's like a testament to what we're doing here. And that's why you have people coming downtown. But for so long, uh, the city limits, especially downtown, like the only reason to travel here was really for work. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and once you once you punch that clock and you, you wanted to leave to go home, you had to you had to go somewhere else. Uh, now now you have more of a reason to stay. If you if you're paying ninety hundred dollars a month for your parking spot, well let your car sit there, then go get a post shift beer with uh, your friends and uh, try out what we're doing. 
here at Big Ditch or, or you know, even Pearl Street. Um, what else is close? I'm drawing a blank. But, uh, you know, you got Tutan down the street and all these great restaurants yeah, and everything else. They're right. just like, it's, you know, just uh, a cascading effect. Yeah, it was more like people, you know, happy hours, you were, you were hitting up local restaurants or, you know, you know, smaller establishments and now, you know, a couple, now you can actually hit up a brewery and get it from the source and, you know, there's food to accompany it so it's more of a restaurant destination where families can come out and enjoy themselves. You know, so it's not just you're punching the clock, you're coming out and then you're, you're hitting the happy hour scene. You're having families come out you know, they're sitting down having a you know, dinner. Mom and dad can have a, a nice tasty brew to go with the meal. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, it's a business model that's working. Um, it's definitely paying off probably dividends for you guys. Um, you know, and, and for the business scene downtown, it, it's a destination. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know anything about running a restaurant. <laughs> I still don't. Um, I know about manufacturing and how to make beer, and uh, before the beer lifestyle, I mean pharmaceuticals and working in the R and D lab. I get that. So like a huge shout out and uh, just like to my staff and the management here and the ownership group that we have somehow assembled a team of people that can not only run an industrialized-ish sort of business and have that restaurant uh, setting where you feel comfortable bringing your family. You would, you know, 2019, you wouldn't bring your toddler to the local corner bar. Right. You know? We, we were here for when you had the re-release of Packet, and, you know, man was nice enough to have us come upstairs, and we were doing a live recording up there. And just to see the amount of people that were standing in the line before you guys even opened for the release, but there were guys with strollers and you know baby Bjorns with their infants in there waiting in line for the beer. Like that's probably five years ago you didn't really see that. You know, so like it's come full circle and it, it is more of a family atmosphere where you know you're not looking at weird when you bring your kids to a brewery. You, know? uh, you, you, you can come here for a nice meal. You can sample a couple different beers, and then um, once you like, you can go ahead and grab a four-pack or a six-pack or a growler or a growler or a mini growler, and you can bring it home, share it with your friends. Uh, that's what it's really all about. You know, really, there's a social atmosphere. Let's open a conversation. Not only about beer, but like come here and enjoy times with your friends. Everything right. tastes better when you're having a good time. Right. That's why I think it's just a Buffalo kind of. It's just being a Buffalonian. It's just being out with, with people you don't even know and just talking with some random person and you know that person ends up knowing someone that you know. It's it's like 12 degrees of separation with a Buffalo everybody knows everybody. So. If they're going to have that establishment here downtown and still get that, that close-knit vibe or feel, um, you know, it's pretty awesome to experience. What's what's nice about Big Ditch too is the fact that you guys have a lot of like a lot of the bartenders and the restaurant staff and everything else. They've been here for a while too. I mean, you guys still have a bunch of people that have probably been here from pretty, pretty much the beginning. 
we, that are working here. We are. Uh, we just had uh, an all employee meeting before the holidays, and we pulled up our our like legacy employee list and the amount of staff we have from day one and year one is very impressive. I mean, in, in an industry where you see a lot of like in and out looking I mean, yeah, there's so much, day. there's so much turnover in the restaurant business in but general. Like, so I mean, just... I, I generally, not generally, I genuinely believe we have, we, we have a great product. And uh, Matt and myself, when we got into this, we worked in an industry where the, the culture of just like getting up in the morning and trying to go to work, it was like grueling and difficult. And like, I had anxiety getting out of bed, like, and I never wanted my employees to feel that way. So like, I always knew I wanted to own a business. I never knew what it would be, but I knew whatever that was, people would want to come to work for us because we're doing we're doing something more than just like push beer across the bar top or you know get beer to the grocery store. We're creating an environment where you can just sit down and have a good time and that trickles back to the staff that works here. Yeah, that's awesome. So, as a brewer, is there one beer that you're just itching to brew right now that you haven't done yet? Truthfully, I would love to make more, like, uh, high-quality pilsners and lagers. And it just... There's no time in the schedule to like cold condition anything in my tanks for two months. And we, we have made we made some pretty nice pilsners here in the past, and uh, I'm convinced like we could still build on that and it, like expound upon that like in very many different directions. To, you know whether that be IPLs or just different types of lagers and things of that nature. But I have not been able to really take root into uh, making any of that just based on the biology of that process. Uh, we're making a lot of like high quality ales right now, but uh, I'd, I'd love to do more lagers. Have you had a lot of your patrons or customers ask for it, or is it just is it that's just a style you want to? You know, they don't they don't generally ask for that. Okay. But I'm convinced we could make if we had it available, they'd be more apt to probably gravitate towards those styles. Okay. So, how is it working with New Belgium? I see that you guys got that uh, collab coming out in a couple of weeks. We do, we do. How did that actually come about? So, um, we, we're partners with Triad uh, Distributors. They kind of like, they helped spearhead that, kind of put us together. Um, and there's a bunch of back and forth between emails and conference calls. And um, we decided on like the style of beer and what we would do with it. And we brought we brought some malt up from uh, Nashville to introduce into that batch. And, but oddly enough, 
uh, just between different business units and things not working out, we had to keep rescheduling the bro. So I just, I was in Las Vegas. I had scheduled a vacation, so I put my my second uh, in command on uh, on day shift, uh, Devin, to brew that with uh, their their lead brewer, head brewer, uh, Kelly McKnight. So they came here? They came here. Oh, cool. That's awesome. They came here. So uh, I was on the phone, talked to him a couple times, but as far as I can tell, and as, as, uh, the match is progressing, it's going to come out to be a pretty phenomenal beer. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty cool that, you know, you were out of town and you trust your staff to carry out this lab with a, with a big time brewery. Yeah. Yeah. How many how many breweries you got on staff right now? We have uh, 12 or like 12 and a half personnel staff in the brewery operation. As far as actual brewers go, we got about uh, eight. Wow, that's still pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we, we brew uh, 24 hours a day, five days a week. Wow. So, and then there's always weekend work, so we reach out and like we're always working. The beer, the beer doesn't stop. Yeah. So, but I mean, after after five years in brewery operation, I'm finally at a point where I can schedule a vacation. <laughs> And be comfortable with it. Yeah, and then of course, like, we're doing a collaboration with one of the biggest craft breweries in America, and, I, and I'm away. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, that's a tried, that's tried a true detail, like, your expertise, your knowledge, that you're able to pass down to your staff, and, and they can carry it out and not miss a beat. So, well, I mean, I have, I, have cool. the, I have the utmost faith in my staff. I mean, we all, we all have different things we bring to the yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm the most creative human being in all the land. Half, half of the, more than half of the uh, the beers we have on tap for this event tonight are not from myself or my partner, Matt Sprain. These are collaborative efforts or sometimes solo efforts from my group team. We're all brewers. We all sit here, work hard all day, trying to accomplish the same exact thing. And uh, so, like your your team, your team members kind of come to you with different ideas for like new stuff, and you kind of just kind of we, brainstorm. We have, we have a big whiteboard. It's called a communication board, okay. but really, it's just like beer ideas half the time. You go walk in the brewery, there's like half a dozen new ideas on the board. We got a we got a queue of beers in our like cloud storage. Okay. There gotta be over a hundred beers that we haven't brewed yet. Holy shit. So as the seasons ebb and flow, we look at what we got, we see what we're gonna pile it, and you, you see some of those today. We got eight. We got eight different beers on, two of which are uh, craft seltzers, which uh, to my knowledge, I don't think anybody else in Buffalo has done a craft seltzer yet. So we're, yeah, we were, we were just talking about that earlier. How it's one of those things that's really taking off in the craft craft drink community. And yeah, you're right. Nobody does it. So if you guys get in on that ground floor with that, I mean, that could be huge just yeah. for. Oh, and it's just 
like something fun and interesting to do, and it's gluten free. Yeah. I mean, so, so making so making a hard seltzer. How different is it making that compared to making uh, just brewing a beer? Uh, it's water. <laughs> <laughs> it's water, and then then uh, you add you add uh, you add a form of sugar, and then we ferment it out. So obviously, at that point, we have alcohol water, and then um, from there, you have a very neutral uh, carrier oil or liquid to deal with, right? So then, in today's case, we got uh, strawberry mint, which is a nice flavor combo. And we used real strawberry and uh, mint extract. And then we used, um, the second batch was a coconut lime. And then we, we brought in our juicer from home, juiced a bunch of limes. So, so the seltzer you're getting here, there's like no aspartame. All the residual sugar, if any at all, that's left in there is from natural fermentation. We're not, we didn't actually back sweeten it with uh, any artificial sweeteners. Wow, that's pretty cool. So they and like they're delicious. Yeah, it's something low you alcohol, know, not, nice and light. It's know. not something uh, you know. You're not going to see Big Ditch stop making beer and start making water. <laughs> but it's the anniversary party, so let's do something a little yeah, different. Throw a little curveball out there, see yeah. what see what people yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, so between all that, we got eight different eight different things on tap. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, like Brian said earlier, like you can even use it as a mixer. You know. Throw a little Tito's in there, you know, a little Bombay Sapphire, you know, and make yourself a nice little... Take that, take that coconut lime and just make a, grab some rum and just fucking go to town, man. Yeah. <laughs> even, even we got, uh, we got the beer popsicles on. Yeah, yeah. We were looking at the, the big, the big Pilata popsicle. Oh, yeah. It's sounded pretty tasty. Yeah, I mean, shout out to uh, Kevin McCarthy, our kitchen manager. We... We gave him the task of uh, April Fool's joke and said, go make it real. This is way too popular to not happen. And uh, he, was, he was on vacation and he, he lost a night's sleep just dreaming about it. So I think he went amazing. So you said you were in pharmaceuticals in that space. What made you like gravitate and shift towards brewing? Is that something you always had in the back of your mind growing up as a kid? Or? No, I mean, the day came in my last career where I knew no matter what company I worked for, what position I was in, I just like, I wasn't going to be happy. Um, and then, I don't know, I saw an empty bucket at work, I was like, I could prevent something in here. I'm gonna start homebrewing just for fun. Yeah. And then from there, uh, Matt Kahn came up to me the next day in the hallway. He's like, let's open a brewery. <laughs> Neither one of us knew anything about really brewing at that time. We're like, shit, if we can make high purity biopharmaceuticals, we should be able to figure out this craft beer thing. And at the time, there was only uh, one, two, three, three breweries in Buffalo. So we're like, oh, let's check it out. Yeah. See what's going on. Yeah. And it was really like just that lack of days ago. And then we really got into it. 
really just like fell in love with the whole thing and yeah. here we are. That's awesome. It's cool. Watching the progression of how you guys have been making the beers that you make and the choices that you've been making and you adapting to the scene is it's 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 great to see because Sometimes you might get people that are just like, yeah, you know, we're going to keep doing our thing. We don't need to worry about you. But like a lot of breweries in this city, they listen to the drinkers. And you guys, and you guys do as well. And that's, it's huge. I mean, our city is our family. Yeah. We, we want we want you to be happy. And we want to be happy making the beers we make too. So um, I think do that the brewers as a whole, it's... They're they're looking out for each other. Nobody's out to to take over the market and, and take market share and, and take a corner on this industry. I mean, I just saw a car with pressure drop when we walked in. You know, there's probably a handful of brewers that are here helping support you. And you're in a week or two, if there's another anniversary party, you're probably going out to help support them. You know? uh, let's not forget Chris Herr on the saxophone here right now. Yeah. Is the head guy at Pearl Street, Lafayette, and Riverworks. You know, his band is playing at our anniversary party. Right. We saw him at yeah. CBW. Yeah. And he plays, like, he plays at all the breweries and stuff, and it's great oh, yeah. because it's one he of those was, things. He that, was running through the brewery with the oh, same that's, playing. That's just what he does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was awesome oh, just yeah. to see that. I, I love when he does Careless Whisper. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. He was just like going to town. He was going on the back patio up in the second floor. Oh, yeah. He was just having a ball. Um, so, I mean, I think that's the one thing that I, I love about being a part of this scene now is see everybody, you know, be as one. And they're all part of the same team. You know, they each have their own lane. And they're each at a different point in their, you know, business life cycle. But... To see everybody come together and support one another is it, pretty awesome. I don't know what your take on it is. I don't know, man. Like, these guys are like my brothers. You know, we all see people at different events and things of that nature. We were just at Tap in New York a couple weeks ago. Two weeks ago? I think it was two weeks ago. We just ran out of we, we ran out of rooms to house two of our staff, myself and uh, Emily. And then we stayed at Russian Drops Airbnb. Every night we're up until you know four in the morning. You know, not that late, but we're up for two in the morning, just chit chatting away. Wake up in the morning, do our own thing, reassemble at night, everyone sits together. We all got different stories. Some of them are funny. Yeah. <laughs> some some of them are too hot for TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we won't really tie up too much longer. We're probably. I feel like we should wrap this up and go and join the party. And. Uh, yeah. No. Thank you for having us out here today. Um, uh, thank you for coming out. If, if you haven't been out the Big Ditch yet, like I said, it's on the corner of East Huron and Ellicott. It's right downtown in Buffalo. Get your ass out here. I mean, they're open. You guys are open every day now, right? 
every day? Yeah, every day basically until like 10 o'clock, maybe midnight on the weekends kind of thing. I think summer yeah, hours you guys open. 10, uh, midnight, uh, Friday, Saturday, until 8 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, so. I believe. Perfect place to come. You're going. Close enough. You're going out to Bison's game and you're looking to grab something quick to eat or whatever, stop here. You know, going out to Sabres game, stop here. Going out anywhere. You're just coming downtown to enjoy it because, hell, dude, everybody knows that Buffalo in the summer, everybody just wants to be outside and doing a bunch of things, too. They do have an outside space, too, so get out here. Plus, I mean, they got the big garage doors, so, you know, everything's going to be open out here anyway. So get out here, enjoy the beers, try to get out here before all the anniversary beers are kicked because they're probably going to go pretty fast, I would assume. And, uh, yeah, um, find them on all your social media and everything else. Just look for Big Ditch Brewing and um, find us on all our social media, you know, just look for what the hoss. See you on the other side, guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.